Welcome to Siblinghood of Recovery. Hello, recovery people. How are you? Angie Reno here. It is the mid part of January, and some of you might be in full throttle of the first step of the 12 step program. Yes, I'm an advocate. I sure am. Now, I will tell you, with that being said, just like everything else in life, again, this isn't simple. So if you're coming here for simplicity, just skip because <laughs> recovery isn't simple. Yet it's not complicated either. So let me explain. The 12 step programs that are available consist of so many areas of concentration. And I personally, as you probably heard in season two, am a huge advocate of ACA. Another program that I do gain a lot out of is Al-Anon. I did it in the beginning, right? And I quickly realized that I had to dig deeper. I have a fantastic group, which always helps. So this month, step one is we admitted we were powerless over the effects of alcoholism or other family dysfunction, and that our lives had become unmanageable. And I'm going to return to the premise of what I promised at the beginning of the year. And this is for you, the listener. My intention is this is for the parent of a child who is struggling with substance use disorders. Addiction is incredibly undiscriminatory. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, race, religion, nothing. I mean, addiction is prevalent. So that being said, for the parent out there listening, by the time you probably discover that your child has a substance use disorder, and I'm going to say SUD, there is a huge likelihood that this challenge has been going on for several months, if not longer. For me personally, I had been in denial for quite some time. I knew that there was an issue. I mean, at least for a year prior to really getting into, hey, I've got to deal with this. I wasn't ready to acknowledge what the issue was. And so by the time that I have had to pretty much put everything on the table, we're talking probably 18 months. And that's that's a very, very long time. I hope that you are able to catch it sooner. That being said, if you are in the position of saying, hey, I've got to do something about this, at this point, look for a therapist who is licensed in personal and family therapy, and who is knowledgeable and experienced in treating addiction. I have two resources that you can reach out to. They've already said that they are available to anybody who wants to reach out on this podcast. It's Gavin Whitaker. He's with Resilience Recovery Resources. I'll put a link in the show notes. And Kevin Peterson, CEO of Chronic Hope Institute. Now, the Chronic Hope Institute has patients around the world. So if you're listening in another country, another time zone, other than New York Eastern time, you can also utilize Kevin's group as a resource. And Gavin Whitaker at the Resilience Recovery Facilities, they have people from around the world. Unbeknownst to me, until I I got into all this, South Florida is like the recovery capital of the world. So if you hit up Gavin and you're even out of the US, he'll be there to help you out. So that is the first thing that I want to get off the table right now. I don't offer any counseling and I never will. I'm not going to ever offer any coaching. I'm not licensed to do that. So that's your first step. 
And if you're in Jacksonville, you can also reach out to Mike McGuire, who is also on this podcast. I'll put a link in the show notes. Now, Mike does not handle international, but he would definitely be there to assist if you're here in Jacksonville, Florida. So that being said, now I'm going to talk to you about the 12-step program. I personally, I don't know craft well enough to speak to it. I do plan on getting somebody on this show who is very familiar with craft. It's a whole nother approach to recovery. And I will also put a link in the show notes so you can understand what that is and reach out and start building your network because you're going to have to do that for real change. Definitely, without a doubt, you're going to have to start building your own network because, hey, you've got to start working on yourself. And here's a really huge area of truth, for lack of a better description. You can't control this. There is no way if your child has a substance use disorder, there's no way you're going to be able to control anything that happens next. It's not about control. It is about a whole plethora of understanding and self-healing. It's also self-healing within the parent and within the family system. So that being said, a huge part of powerlessness and accepting that you're in a situation that's unmanageable, it really is about the higher power. When people first enter 12 steps, they equate the higher power to religion, and it's not. In so many of the 12-step books, and this can be in CODA, this can be in Al-Anon, AA, Naranon, ACA, in so many of the workbooks, there are chapters after chapters that capture people who write in their own experience. One of my favorites is written from a pastor who said when he came to the 12-step program and the higher power concept was introduced. He's like, yeah, I got this. I'm, I'm religious. I read the Bible every day. And in the paragraph, he says, it wasn't about religion. It wasn't about studying the Bible. It was about letting go. It's about walking in the journey of addiction, healing, and recovery. And when you do that, part of you is going to have to learn to let go. It's a very big preparatory exercise for when you get to understanding the damage that expectations put on all of us. Letting go into your higher power is admitting that somebody else, something, whatever it is that you believe in, whatever it is that resonates inside you as a higher power, that they can have the ability to help you through this. That's the best I can do to explain it because this requires a deep meditation within your own body and your own mind and your own heart and soul. For me, a higher power, really it became something that rescued me from the anxiousness and the mercurial, I love that word, it's hard to say sometimes, but a mercurial reaction to all of the things that were happening around me that I didn't know what to do with. I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to control it for sure. And I'm running around, you know, trying to address this situation, that situation, and I'm not taking care of myself at all. So when I started to recognize the powerlessness that I had, and I started to go into the concept of maybe there is another higher power, this requires a lot of faith. If you're dealing with somebody with active addiction, it requires a big leap of faith. It's completely unmanageable. You don't have the right answers. You're going to have to get help. 
You're going to have to get with people that understand what you're going through and that can be there with you, that can walk there with you. And that's the one thing that I want to implore with anybody who's listening today, reach out to a 12-step program, go to a group meeting and start reading about how you can admit that where you're at is total chaos and you don't have control. And then the second thing you can do is start looking for people who are experienced with this situation, who understand what you're going through. It's not like I'm telling you to look for somebody who can solve the problem. That's not it. You're looking for people who can start helping you understand what's going on inside your own body, inside your own mind, your emotional state, right? You walk into that office of that first family therapy meeting, right? Or maybe it's an individual therapist who's licensed with addiction experience and you can start talking to them and they can say, yep, I understand. And if you're working with a licensed therapist, guess what? They can say, here's another resource. Here's a community that understands what you're going through. And then even how that feels inside your body when you start thinking, you know what? There's other people out there. They know what I'm going through. I'm not alone. I'm not the first person. I'm not the first parent that's ever experienced this. There's other parents out there that have. It gives you hope. I know it did me. The first time I went to a parent group, I was like, wow, you know, I'm hearing stories just like my own. And then I started learning about this book to read that kind of helps me put my thoughts in order, right? Because when I was in the first few stages, my thoughts were all over the map. I didn't know what to think. And honestly, sometimes I do still get activated today and I've got to, oh, I got to calm myself down, right? You need to surround yourself with people who are vulnerable and direct and honest about their own frailties. Because I'll tell you something right now, if you're surrounding yourself with people that are saying, hey, this is your child's issue, you got to start building a new community. All right, so there's a lot here. Um, how do I sum this up? I think I'm going to sum it up by pulling in something from Families Anonymous. I'll put the link in the show notes, and it is from the 12 Daily Actions. And this action is step one, clarifying our responsibilities to others and to ourselves. I am powerless over addiction, other people, their beliefs, and actions. I almost want to read that again, but you guys can uh, rewind it yourself. That is so apt for diving into the concept of a higher power and accepting whatever powerlessness that we have over addiction, over other people, over what other people believe, right? We can't control that. And there's a whole nother concept of what other people think of me is none of my business. If you're a parent with a child in active addiction, surround yourself in a community that will support you with that concept. You don't need to worry about what other people are thinking about you, about your child, about your family right now. Now is a time where you dig in, you get some faith, and you start healing. You start getting on that road to recovery, and you start building up your own self. Let go all those things, all those things that you're thinking about that people are judging you or talking about you, talking about your family. Let it go. Give it over to your higher power. 
let your higher power deal with all that stuff. You also can't control other people's actions. And you know what? The coolest thing about the recovery journey is that you get to the point when you say, I can't control what other people do or think. It feels so good inside. It really feels good letting that go. And, um, you know, I know some friends who and family members who have been on this journey for decades. It's, it's still work, you know, for some of us who like to control and plan and be organized. It could be work 10 years down the road. This is a daily practice. So start thinking about how you can let go of so much of what's on your plate right now over to your higher power. And remember who you're doing it for. You're doing it for yourself. Because here's the coolest thing. A better you is the best thing you can do for your child in their own recovery journey. All right, I'm going to close out here. This is Angie Reno. I am the founder of Siblinghood of Recovery. We are in 2023. And the goal this year is to dig in as parents and see how we can do our own work and how we can contribute to the family system, which will allow our children a better opportunity to heal. To connect with me, you can follow me on Instagram, Siblinghood of Recovery. You can also hit up my website, www.siblinghoodofrecovery.com. Most of all, remember, be good to yourself and do the work because it does work. All right, I'll talk to you later. 